So I I have to talk about this because I said I promised this person I was going to talk about her on the podcast. I just gave blood, and the phlebotomist uh, was talking to me, and they were she was talking about how she and uh, the other phlebotomist there how they recognized me, and they said they one one recognized me and one didn't. They were talking about me behind my back, basically. Right. Uh, and she came over and said something to me about it, and I said, "Well, I'm much better looking on television." And she said, "Well, no." no. <laughs> 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 what? She said, she said, no, not not, not really. <laughs> and I, I just cracked up. I told her that is an absolute setup question that I tell people all the time just to see what kind of response I'm going to get. And that's one of the funniest ones. <laughs> no, not really. Oh, wow. So, Carly, if you're out there listening to the uh, 41 Files podcast, as you promised you would, there's your shout out. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another edition of 41 Files here at 41 Action News. We're glad you're with us uh, on the week after the Chiefs season ends. We're going to be talking about the Chiefs today and kind of recapping the non-sports part of covering the Chiefs and what the season has been like a little bit, especially the way it ended. Joining me as always, Sam Hartle, digital pro- digital producer. Hi, Sam. So I'm rationalizing. I was uh, here Sunday night uh, helping to cover the game. We had this plan ready for Chiefs 1. Yep. Um, both for Sunday night and then for the couple of weeks, and and I was uh, a D Ford offsides penalty, and it wasn't even close. I mean, D was clearly offsides. lined up offsides, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was that close from uh, from spending a week in Atlanta with uh, with my forty one friends and a whole bunch of Chiefs fans, but alas, how many people would we have sent to the Super Bowl? Do you think? Uh, it was 11, right? Yeah. 11 people. I was going to have to... Seeing as how I was never asked, I'm assuming that was not on that Oof. list. <laughs> oh, <man>. Yikes. <laughs> 11 people. I'm going to say public records are released <laughs> now that we're people. not going right. And yeah. Taylor, you're still not on it. How uh, many people are going? 28. And yeah. Taylor's not one of them. Uh, and uh, we're going to have to hit up Stephen Dial for uh, tips on where to go in Atlanta for uh, for stories. Yeah, yeah, 41 Action News reporter Stephen Dial in the room as well. Hi, hello, Steve. hello, greetings. And 41 Action News producer Megan Strickland. Hi, Hi Megan. Hi, hello, hello. So Megan does obviously crossover with this podcast here, and you've done some time with uh, the Fourth and One folks over there, and yeah. so you, you you've got to kind of be our our bridge between sports and news a little bit today, and, and help cover yeah. both of those bases, so That's to speak. Pretty much my job is just. To bridge between two <laughs> departments. She holds a lot. That's, hey, that's, were, you, like a, were you going to the Super Bowl? No. Okay, well then, fine. Sports producer does not get to go <laughs> just, to the Super Bowl. I had to find another person in the room that wasn't going. I because, wasn't going. Oh, you weren't? Like, the way you were talking about it was like, there's 11 of them. No, I was like, oh. I, I regret bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam's the only one in the room Yikes. that was going to go. All right. Man. But guess what? Nobody's going. So. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no, no, no. Not even the chosen eleven are going to Atlanta <laughs> for the Super Bowl. They could have lined up on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go. Got a whole team from forty-one. Just literally. make sure they're on. Just make sure they are not offsides. <laughs> Man, I went back and looked at that replay, and legit, I'm sure everyone's seen it. The, the referee had his hand on the flag, just waiting for as soon as they snapped the ball, and he threw it. So it was it was absolutely a situation where there was there was no contest to that. Was he? Was he not? Yeah. Could have been a whole different thing. But um, that's just one of the topics people have been talking about. The other is just a, a bummed outness. You know, it, it felt very much going into that game like it can't end tonight. I, I think the, the the city felt that that way very much, even though the Chiefs were up against the, the vaunted New England Patriots and Tom Brady and all that kind of thing. It felt very much like it's it can't end tonight. Uh, and then at halftime, 
when they did not look like the Chiefs we've watched most of the season. I think that was the feeling that started to permeate a little bit of, hey, it could end tonight. And that's that's where it went, at least at the watch party I was. Were you guys on social media like Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon? Uh-huh. It was crazy. Yeah. Everybody was just like on the edge of their seats. Oh yeah, it was describing like what it, what it was like waiting on time for the game uh, right. to start. Like, why, why couldn't we have had the the early game? We have to wait until five forty. It felt right. like forever. It did. Yeah. Oh. I I went out for I I couldn't stand it, so I went out for a, a, a run or something like that, um, just to kind of get some fresh air and yeah, and not have to deal with that for a while. Fresh air being the you know twelve degree fresh air. Did you, did you go run on Sunday afternoon? Oh, was... I think it was actually a walk. Okay, well that is still outdoor activity, mm-hmm. and it was very very cold. Uh, Stephen, you were there at the stadium uh, basically all day on Sunday, covering a multitude of stories for forty one, including Dave. We'll get to him a little bit too. But uh, what was your impression there leading up to the game and it's, the moments after? It's crazy because everyone knows I'm from Atlanta, but I really enjoy watching the Chiefs. <laughs> the team. face no, just made. Everyone, uh, I enjoy the Chiefs team and. Personal reasons, I just don't like the Patriots, and that's well publicized. No one does. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, like waking up Sunday, I'm, you know, you like you feel nervous. It's like, why am I nervous? I'm not. I don't have anything to do with this right, game. Right. And you wake up and you feel like, ah. Oh. And then you know, sitting in the press box, and then you know, us standing in the tunnel for the last basically 15 minutes uh, with cheerleaders, and Roger Goodell walks by, and we're yeah. just looking at the screen, and me and um, our photographer, our photographer Al, you know, we're like. You know, when that interception happened, we jump it up and down, and then you see the the yeah. um, the, off the flag, and so it was it was a rush of emotions. Megan, you were here during Sunday's coverage. Were you here for for all before the game and everything like that? Yeah. What's what was your perspective like before the game, leading up to the game, and then uh, as it as it unfolded? I don't know. It's just like because you don't know what's going to happen. You're yeah. like, okay. If we win, all this stuff is going to happen. We're going to have a two-hour show, be on the air for two hours. Yeah. We got to wait for next week. But if you lose, you're like, oh. We're done. Okay. So it's over. And then just driving. I've never lived, unlike Stephen, I, I don't live in Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I grew up in a really small town in a small state, so there's no professional team. Yeah. And so this is the first time I've been around a professional team where there's so much excitement about it. And everybody's wearing Chiefs stuff. You drive, you pull up, somebody's wearing a Chiefs hat. Sure. So it's really exciting to be a part of that in a city where everybody's just so excited about one thing like the only time you see that is christmas absolutely <laughs> like everybody's excited there's one thing there's one day and then yeah so so being here i mean every you know being here people are, you know some people are tense because you don't know what's going to happen yeah. how we're going to plan so even up until the final moments of their game we're like okay we're going to be on for two hours or we're just going to cut in yeah you don't know and then i'm cutting this cutting that so there's so much going on yeah and when you work in the sports department there's only so much you can enjoy Mm-hmm. Even the news, you're like, okay, I, I need to watch, but I need to be ready to. Mm-hmm. I'm working. This switch. is a job. Like, okay, yeah. watch, but then flip the switch to get it ready to put on air. So it's been a it's been a crazy ride. Yeah, and I didn't expect the Chiefs to do all of this in the beginning of the season. I don't uh, know. Most people didn't. I think I think so. all the the quote unquote experts were saying this is going to be you know it's Mahomes' first season mm-hmm. as a starter. We're looking at seven, nine, eight, and eight. It's a tough schedule. They had a really tough schedule this year, especially mm-hmm. early on. It's going to be a, a growing year for the Kansas City Chiefs. No one was putting the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, uh, much less the number one seed hosting the AFC Championship game before the season started. So yeah, it's it's been a wild few months watching this, and it's it's interesting. You mentioned the not being from someplace where there's a dedicated fan base. That it you is, but we're not going to talk about it. right. It's it's more it's more college sports where you're from than mm-hmm. than it is uh, professional football because there's not a team there. I'm from Texas, as I've said almost as often as Stephen has said, where he's from Atlanta, and uh, but I'm not a, a cowboy or Texan fan. Um, I'm anti cowboy, and 
I'm kind of ambivalent a little bit towards the Texans. I grew up more of an Oilers fan. I grew up closer to Houston. But just being here this year, this was my first full season, um, first full Kansas City Chiefs season to be in Kansas City, and they made a fan out of me. I mean, to be involved in that kind of red all Mm -hmm. wherever you go, it's intoxicating really to be be involved with and to high-five people you don't know on the streets and see, hey, we're all wearing Chiefs gear. And, you know, when we went to the watch party on Sunday night, my family and I, we were all wearing some sort Mm -hmm. of red or Chiefs emblazoned thing. And it felt cool because my family's never cared as much about football as I have. And here we are all set up for this kind of thing, uh, which was a lot of fun. Side note, at my watch party, of all the people there, there was a church-related small group kind of thing, watch party. There were probably 35 to 40 of us there, kids and adults and all that kind of thing. There was one kid that had on a Tom Brady jersey, uh, and he was probably 10 or 11 years old. Did you pray for him? We got near the end of the game, <laughs> and it was like it was when the Chiefs had the ball to go down and force overtime, the last drive of, of uh, regulation, and he's like, He's not being he's not being a, a bad you know wild fan or anything like that, but he's kind of over to the side going, get pressure on him, get to him, like trying to get to Mahomes <laughs> is what he's talking about. And one of the guys that was there at the party, one of the adults said, um, do you know what being a good sport means? What good sportsmanship oh. means? And, oh. he, and he said, yes. And he said, you better practice it here in a few minutes. <laughs> he said, if this doesn't turn out the way that I want it to, you need to practice it here in a few minutes. Talking to this kid, and it was funny to watch. So. You spoke about like this fandom, Megan. You talked about was there like a a singular moment where during the season where we all kind of like picked up on like oh okay this is like something different than what we've experienced before. the The example that 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 came to mind for me was uh, a couple of months ago. I think it was uh, uh, in late November. I was at my uh, dermatologist appointment and uh, like mid afternoon or something like that. And uh, we're all just a bunch of guys that are sitting in the uh, in the waiting room. And we've all got our Chiefs gear on, and the conversation breaks out to, hey, do we think we can win on Sunday? Mm-hmm. And it was like this really detailed conversation. With strangers. With complete strangers mm-hmm. in a in a medical, like usually most patient waiting rooms. Don't are, talk to each other. You don't talk. Yeah, that's right. why they have magazines or, or TVs playing, you know. Or your phone. Mm-hmm. Or, or right. Yeah, I don't know what people did in <laughs> patient waiting offices before the phone. phone You know, it's great. You just put your phone down. No one reads magazines anymore, but... Um, in that particular instance, it was the community talking about their hopes and dreams for the Chiefs that week, yeah. and that was that was crazy. I don't know if anybody else had a, a singular a moment, moment like, like that. A moment. It was kind of like a build up for me because the the game against the Steelers. Yeah, you know the Steelers are the Chiefs, and then they win. You're like, oh, okay. And that was the, well, the second game of the second year. Second game like, of the okay, year on go. the road in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Okay, Six touchdown then, passes. Right there, you go. And then the next game for me was okay. Sack, uh, what Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. defense, defense, man, defense. Yeah. I mean, just and in the way, uh, what's the guy's name? He's talking about Tariq. Oh, yeah, talk, everything, yeah, all the trash talking, yeah. and boom. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the Patriots game, you're like, well, it just came down to the last, yeah, possession. and then you're yeah. like, okay, we really got something going here, yeah. So, just it was like a it's like a build up, just a snowball going down. He's like, oh, oh, okay, this can really happen. So, I think a lot of that is is tied into the man who will be the MVP of the league this year. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think so much of that was, especially like we just talked about a minute ago, when the quote-unquote experts and even fans, longtime fans of the of the team were saying preseason, you know, it's his first it's his first ride mm-hmm. as starting quarterback. Just get, He's going to be good. We all feel like he's going to be good. We saw it last year when he got that one start. Just be patient with him. We'll see what happens. And then 
all of a sudden watching this young man play football go, you know what? He may be really good. Mm. And right now we don't have to wait for that. I was lucky enough. I won tickets from the state, from the station uh, to the home opener against the 49ers. Uh, and I went with a buddy of mine who was a huge Chiefs fan. I mean, he can tell you who the backup long snapper is. <laughs> and he was super excited about it and that kind of thing. So to experience that with him, but that was the play was I think it was the third week of the season, their home opener. It was the 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 game where Mahomes had that scramble around mm. in the end zone and throws a laser in the back corner of the end zone for a touchdown pass. And I saw that live and I I don't remember another play that I, like that that I'd ever seen live. And it was I mean, I was up high. These were not great seats. <laughs> and I could tell exactly what happened and the entire stadium went Whoa! This this is a whole different kind of thing that we're watching and are going to get to watch all season. That was really that was a, a formative moment for me as a Chiefs fan, especially going into this season. So I know Meg uh, and everyone jokes about me talking about Atlanta, Here we but go. this is no, this, Atlanta, no I don't know if you this, know. this is me actually not putting Atlanta in a great light. Being from a city, growing up uh, in a city that has all the sports teams, yeah. Atlanta fans are only with you. If you're winning, okay. Like I, you know, I went to Hawks games that they gave away free tickets. Falcons games they gave away free tickets. <laughs> here, when I moved here, this is the first city that I've been in that I've seen like a professional team atmosphere where the fans are that is their team. That is what they yeah. care about. That is what they love. And so this whole season, just seeing the fans finally, you know, get what they've been wanting, wanting as far as like getting over the hump of winning that playoff game yeah. over the Colts. I think that was my moment of seeing just everyone just hugging each other, just celebrating. You felt the city exhale after yeah, that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wanted them to go to Super Bowl, of course, but I think just in them winning that that game against the Colts um, made it just such a special season. And seeing not being from this area, yeah, and seeing this city just like wrap their arms around a team that they've already had their arms around, but sure. frustrated. Um, it was just really cool. Taylor, you covered for us the Cincinnati uh, Sunday night game. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. Did, and then um, you were you've covered several games this year. When you're out there before, do you get when you're out there? Do you get the 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 gravitas of a big game? Does it feel that's is it, is there like an energy that you can pick up on? That's honestly what I was super jealous about on Sunday because the game that I got to cover whenever the Bengals were here that was my first ever game to cover on camera as a as a television person. I was in sports before this and had shot games and that kind of thing. But that was my first ever, hey, we're live at the stadium, that kind of thing to do. Um, and it was incredible. One of the one of my highlights of being here so far and an early highlight in a, a career so far. Uh, I, I really, really loved it. But I was so jealous of the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game because every time I would look at Steven's feed or Kevin Holmes's or Mike or Mick or anything like that, it was some superstar walking out of the tunnel, whether it be Joe Montana or Roger Goodell or something like that, that it was, that was not just a football game. Mm -hmm. That was an event. That was the AFC championship game that had a whole different vibe than no matter how good your team is, that's something else. And to watch that on social media, I was going, man, that's, that's like a rock concert and a football game all rolled into one. It really felt that way watching it. Yeah. And I think sometimes, um, Especially like like Taylor and I are news guys, and so you know when you get the the rare opportunity to you know kind of cover sports, which is a little like uh, a little more I don't want to say relaxed for I know from my perspective relaxed for me as far as I could say some things that maybe I couldn't say in, in reference to a, a news story. Um, the Colts game it was just super cool because it was like snowing and like yeah. you know I've never been to an outdoor 
playoff game and then you got snow. That was cool. But yeah, like you mentioned, the, the AFC championship game was just a totally different vibe. Like you could feel it coming yeah. off the social media stuff and yeah. off TV. You really could. So the other question I'm I'm curious about is is what the fandom moves towards going forward. And I'm, Megan, I want to pull you in here because um I'm I'm curious about, you know, there's 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 the stereotypical pro football fan a little bit. And this is no knock on anybody, but it's forty five year old guy that has Chiefs hat and Chiefs gear and whatever that kind of thing. Do you feel like moving forward that this that you know, whether it be young people or different people that care about the Chiefs before this, do you get any kind of vibe of that after a season of being involved and watching this, do you think? Just think like people being more people being more excited. You know, oh, is, is yeah. it a, is it a different oh. kind of fandom next year whenever oh, they come yeah. back? Way different. And the thing about it is the uh, just the players and their interaction with each other on social media. Yeah, you kind of feel like you're in their friendship and mm-hmm. in that cohesiveness they have. They're just so like they're they're just a great team. And when the stuff happened with Hunt, it was kind of disappointing because you're like that chemistry. You know, yeah, it's a big part that locker room chemistry because. There was like a meme on social media, like Patrick Mahomes is giving a post game interview, and Kareem is just like, "Yeah, find you someone at who looks right. at Patrick Mahomes." And then you're that kind like of thinking they're offering and just how that would impact him. But mm-hmm. no, just as a person, I didn't have, so I'm really not a fan. I didn't have a like you. I didn't have like a professional a football yeah. team mm-hmm. that I just rooted for. I loved watching the game, but not somebody. I'm like, oh, I'm a hardcore fan. So I'm I've been pulled in too. So and and it's just just seeing them all, and just the people in like. You can't even go in the thrift store. I, I got a cheap sweatshirt, like, um, my first year here mm-hmm. for super cheap, and there was a bunch of them. I grabbed one. Yeah. You can't find stuff in thrift stores. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not saying, but, I mean, you know, the vintage stuff. That's an interesting and point, yeah. It's just stuff. People are so excited, and just it's everywhere. And there's going to be a lot more people, and the nation now is looking at Kansas City football, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Which I mean, is something I never remember growing up after watching. I mean, since I'm a casual football fan. Sure watches everything and doesn't have a team I watch, I don't really remember Kansas City ever being that team. And to, now they're that team. To a man, almost every person that you spoke to or that we interviewed or anything like that after the game was over on Sunday was very much, just wait, we'll be back next year. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of teams that make that and we keep comparing to the Patriots, but there's you know, they've been to that many consecutive uh-huh. AFC championships, their third consecutive Super Bowl. Boston fans are are used to being very good at the pro football, you know, and and they're not worried about, hey, we're always going to be good. When you get these these teams that all of a sudden are better than they have ever been, there can be a fear of, man, we just, that was our shot. We mm-hmm. that was we we're not we're not going to be able to do that again. But no one that I heard from either on TV or on social media or anything like that kind of put that feeling forward. It was more like, no, we've arrived. We're going to be here on this stage for a long time, get used to what this kind of fandom looks like. And that's that sounds like what you're describing there, of a much more awareness kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. We did a couple of stories in the uh, lead-up to the playoffs that I, I thought showed the depth of the question that you just asked, Megan. Um, one of our reporters, Jordan, uh, did a story out in Independence where there was a uh, an elementary school teacher, I think she was in second or third grade. Yeah, huh? I think Stephen, you, you you emailed this out to the newsroom, where she was using football and the Chiefs um, to teach math. Yeah, uh, and it, like the 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 depth of and you talked about. So how does the fandom move forward? Well, I think a lot of we a lot of what we saw this year was the the success of the Chiefs reinvigorating the level of uh, the age level of of really young kids yeah. 
Um, and then there was another one. Uh, there was a, a field trip. Uh, and this was just on social media. There was a field trip that somebody took to a, a fire department, like a, you know, a class goes to the fire department, mm-hmm. or whatever. And and you looked at all the all the kids in in the photo that they had taken with the fire department, and every last one of them was wearing chief's gear. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and what was also cool about about this, and you know, you could you could have a debate about it, I guess, uh, is. It doesn't matter if if you live in Johnson County or Independence or live in the Northland. Um, Chiefs fandom generally knows no bounds. Yeah, um, and and if we can maybe use that uh, as a as a way to bring everybody together and and you know, heck, maybe we can you know tackle some of these no pun intended tackle <laughs> some of the other issues that our community struggles with because we can't come together as yeah. a community. Um, maybe we can take the the spirit of what the Chiefs have given us a little bit and take it outside of football. And we saw a little bit of that to, to change gears a little bit, Stephen, on the, the Dave Cochran thing. We saw a little bit of that of, of people from all walks of life responding to... It was a heck of a segue. Hey, listen, you know, I do this for a living. Uh, <laughs> responding to who Dave was and who Dave used to be um, and, and watching him moving forward. You were able to be around him on Sunday when he got to go to the AFC Championship game. Um, now that that's over, because, you know, who knows? He Would he have been able to go to the Super Bowl if they'd gone, that kind of thing? <laughs> who knows if that had been a possibility? But now that, uh, that that's over, uh, what has been your reaction to the way people have responded to that story? We've talked a lot about him, but the way that that has been kind of a an overarching theme the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, it definitely, you know, has brought people together in a way, you know, with all the, like Megan said, so many people, like, being energized and attracted to the Chiefs and the exposure being on Kansas City yeah. is, is like just crazy that that story happens to happen, you know, right right, right before it. Um, you know, every time someone asks me about Dave, you know, I talk, I've talked to him every day since the game. Since, no, since, yeah, the first Since the first time yeah. it happened, yeah. And, um, you know, he keeps saying, you know, man, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let y'all down. And people keep, you know, every day keep getting packages in the mail for him and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just hope, hoping that, you know, he sees people trying to help him and that makes him want to turn away from a life of crime and, and things like that. Um he talks to Jeff Allen every day. Yeah, <laughs> like he said, man, I, I called Jeff and his wife and told his wife to bring me some cookies, and, <laughs> <laughs> and she brought him some cookies for the uh, for the game. She held a cookie cup, and, yeah. And um, uh, it's just so much riding into it. But I, I was talking with someone in the newsroom, and we've seen with these like viral stories or stories where a homeless person, you know, gets a lot of money. Like, and I've had this conversation with Dave, like. Like so many people are raising you up and, and so many, you know, everybody's on your side right now. And then, you know, that that's going to fade. And it's a, it's a then what? Yeah. It's a matter of yeah. how do you really respond? And so only time can tell what will happen from that. But it has definitely um, brought people together in a, in a unique way, in my opinion. Sure. Of, I mean, Colorado University yesterday. They uh, saw that he had a jacket on. Yeah, uh, Colorado for jacket. that first interview old. with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so they the athletic department mailed a bunch of new gear. Like it's so it's just touched. Even a though lot he of has people. no inter- he has no, no affiliation no. with Colorado University no. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and so it's interesting. Uh, like I said, time will tell um, what happens moving forward, uh, but definitely, hopefully, that will be the the restart to his life with all the the, the Chiefs buzz. Sure. And so we'll we'll have to see. And I want to go back to something that Megan pointed out earlier about um, the future for this team and for the city. I'm really interested to see 
what the fall looks like now when when football comes back and the Chiefs are no longer a well we don't know what they're going to be they're going to be seven and nine eight and eight no they're really good they are they were one play away from the Super Bowl last year have every chance to be that again this year I'm I'm interested to see um, what the I guess the sports news broadcasting world circles around Kansas City once we get back to training camp and that kind of thing and 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 moving forward what it's what it's going to be as far as awareness about Kansas City and the team itself because kind of a, a weird line to draw but we talked about this year that you know the guys from Queer Eye were here and then uh, Kansas City's going to have a, a circle around it because of that when that show comes out I think this is a whole other reason Kansas City will have another circle around itself whenever whenever the team comes back in the fall I um just hope people realize that there's Kansas City Missouri has a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Kansas. <laughs> yeah. well, what's what's wrong with NASCAR? And like sport, sporting Kansas City is, is absolutely it's over there. <laughs> over <laughs> over there. <laughs> said it's over there. My thing is, is like people still don't realize that the bigger city is in Missouri. Right. Yeah, they don't. Uh-huh. It's they just, don't. And it, it was funny. It was just a joke. So people from Kansas don't get mad. I'm gonna tell Sunnies. We were uh, when they were. Well, you weren't here. They were doing the national anthem, and you know they had the American flag, right? And they had the Missouri flag, and they're going to Kansas flag. Like, oh, you're, yeah, you're talking about during <laughs> when right. Will Safford was singing. It was the main one you can see. Absolutely, like, I thought the make same thing. More confused. I thought the same thing. And I'm a transplant, so I really don't have room to talk. But I see. That's I, so funny. Saying, I thought the same thing. I remember I'm thinking, like, "Hey, like, yes. that's, that's not it right." It was right there in the camera. I'm like. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see that she was taking uh, flack on Twitter for her attire? No, Etheridge was. Yeah, no. People were dogging on her because the Chiefs gave the, her all that. The, but... Well, right, but uh, she had the the bubble jacket. And, mm-hmm. um, she was more uh, function over form. She wanted it was oh right, was not particularly warm. Yeah. Right, so she just wanted to be warm. And people were like, you just look like a bubble person. Oh, wow. And she's That's like, horrible. Yeah, and I was like... Because I thought she did an incredible job. And I really it, didn't notice her clothes. Me, me either. either. Me either. You're too busy looking at the Kansas flag. Of course you didn't notice her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the I things, didn't even know the Kansas flag was... Oh, it was waving. <laughs> right there. It would be funny as if Kansas beats the Missouri legislature and makes the Chiefs the official team. Oh, of- mm, gosh. <laughs> That'd be something. Wouldn't it? Hmm. So, so I, I think, th- th- so I think the defining point in the season, a little bit, and and it wasn't necessarily a positive thing, was when Kareem on happened. Yeah, and and we did a couple of episodes on it. Um, the uh, the fourth and one podcast, they actually talked about Kareem Hunt was probably the missing ingredient. You mean from, on Sunday on the on AFC Sunday in Sunday's AFC Championship game, especially in the first half. And it would be interesting to get his thoughts on. I'm assuming that he probably watched that game. Um, and, and maybe I don't, I don't know who knows, but when we're talking about looking forward, there's a, there's a path forward for him too. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully he can use what happened this year, um, to, you know, make the changes that he needs to make. Cause he's clearly a heck of a football player. Um, and so hopefully he, he's able to do that. But to me, sitting in the newsroom on that Friday and seeing that video pop up on TMZ, that was almost from the hotel. You mean the of Kareem Hunt, right? In, in right. Hotel. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland, um, to me, that was almost the more disappointing memory of the, the season, season than losing in the AFC Championship game. Because to me, that was the. It's like, man, are we going to be able to pull it off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, without because I think you could make an argument that 
I heard he a lot of people say, well, no Super Bowl now. Like, a oh, lot of yeah. people's hopes just mm-hmm. dropped mm-hmm. after that. They eventually, I think, got back from a mentality standpoint, and Damian Williams certainly stepped up. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did a fantastic job, sure. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting, too, that you bring that up because uh, Kareem's, Kareem's name was in the, the news again right around the game time on Sunday because mm-hmm. uh, Adam Schefter, who is from ESPN and widely regarded as the inside guy uh, for NFL News, came out with a report that said, Listen, there's already several teams that are interested in him. He is wide, he is expected to have a short suspension and be able to be back on a roster again next year. So we will we'll hear his name again next year, uh, almost certainly whenever he shows up on another squad. And whether that be um, in a place like Chicago where Matt Nagy is, the, who was his offensive coordinator before, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he shows up. But then Kansas City will get another chance to talk about that and think about it and respond to it again uh, whenever he's picked up next season. So we'll have to that's, – that's kind of a – what will that sound like moment whenever that happens? Taylor, you mentioned how you kind of got on board the Chiefs bandwagon, and and and, uh, and Stephen is obviously a, a Falcons. Hey man, uh, so I were like the, the were aren't the, you from Atlanta, Stephen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so was uh, was Matt Ryan and the Falcons when they when they blew their Super Bowl lead? When they're like, hey, uh, we'll, the we'll, we'll be back, we'll be back next year in the same spot. No, and see, you mentioned it, and you pricked my heart. Because it was one of those, um, when the Falcons were the Super Bowl, I'm like, uh, that was our shot. Like, yeah. I don't think they're going to be back in time. No, okay. just me being out. And they weren't anywhere close this season. So, right. Th- thank you. I'm just for, making thank sure. Thank you. The, the funny thing, so uh, facts. I wasn't, you know, we were up in the press box, but when I went on the field, I put on my um, my Scully, um, but it was like a Georgia one, so I turned it to the side. Like, okay. So people wouldn't see the Georgia thing. Still it, red. It was mm-hmm. red and gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after the game, um, I'm waiting, we're waiting to do our live hit um, at 10 o'clock. And Harrison Butker, who went to George Tech, Decatur, le- leading uh, scorer yeah. for George Tech, and um, um, him and his boys are like, "Oh, we need to take a picture." And so, one dude, big six eight looking dude, came up to me and said, "Hey, can you take this picture for us?" <laughs> I'm like, this "I'm like, okay." And then I saw his Butker, and I was like, "Okay." So I t- snapped some pictures, and the dude next to Butker was like. Really, man? You got on a Georgia, a Georgia, and Bucket just shakes his head. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. But, uh, yeah. I, I don't even know it. what the question was. <laughs> he got all wrapped up. <laughs> he just got to throw some Georgia. He got I'm wrapped up in Atlanta <laughs> talk. He started talking about Georgia and couldn't get anywhere well, else. Let me throw my Arkansas connecting. Um, there you please. go. Throw your Arkansas. Um, uh, Arkansas State connect. Okay. Um, Saints linebacker, Demario Davis. Homie. When did, oh, homie. was he there when you were there? He's my homie. Yeah. Oh. And then Todd Palmer wanted to question, oh. Y'all are homies. Were you invited <laughs> to the wedding? I said, yes, I was. Okay. Well, Where was the wedding? The Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Also should be in the Super Bowl, but we yes, won't, we won't yes. get too he far down that He got an interception, too. I'm like, hey. I think what happened was the Atlanta fans paid off that ref not to throw the flag because the Atlanta fans I'm cool with that. would have revolted. And I th- actually, I think they did. We would have demolished the uh, had the Had the Saints um, Been come there. to Atlanta. Yeah. I saw a report that they had to move the referees from the NFC Championship game to another hotel <laughs> outside of New Orleans. They were Jeez. in some place in, in the city, and they had to move them, move them to a different hotel after the game because of the... The threats they were getting, and it was uh, it was not a good situation. They had to move them out of the way. Speaking of other teams' fan bases, people in St. Louis were not cheering for the Rams uh, against the uh, against the Saints. Mm. I read an article this morning talking about how upset sports fans are in St. Louis because they talk about the the quote from the article was everyone here hates the Rams because mm. of because of what happened, and the only team they hate as much as the Rams is the Patriots right. because of that loss. So it's like, great, what a horrible Super Bowl we have to watch here in the St. Louis area. <laughs> I think Poppy Bowl will uh, will get some uh, giant ratings in St. Louis. And Kansas City. And Kansas City, yep. <clears throat> or for me, this is the life of uh, being a both Vikings and Chiefs fan. 
Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like, so oh. we're kind of used to it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it, it, there's there's no denying that it was an incredible season. People were, were uh, fired up about this team like they haven't been in a while, and we'll, I think that will continue over as we were talking about there. So we have a lot to look forward to as far as how to cover this. It's I, I think we will have to... Uh, maybe tweak some ways that we have to cover the Chiefs next season because it's no longer just oh it's just the Chiefs are there no this is now a championship caliber football team and it's time to uh, change the way that that we cover them from a news and sports perspective as well so we'll have to change it's going to be hype watch that <laughs> it's going to be hype is what he said they're not even paying attention to us over there <laughs> Stevens <laughs> Stevens on the Insta over there doing he something is on Insta. <laughs> <clears throat> working on Bye, guys working on, on working on his podcast story <laughs> right she's cheesing with uh, with. We're <laughs> kids, okay. So, uh, for the, real quickly before we we wrap this up, fourth and one, which is the podcast we produce here at Forty One Action News for the Chiefs, will continue in the off season. It won't be necessarily a weekly thing, but they will continue because there's still lots of things to talk about in the off season. And, and one of the things they'll have to talk about is Bob Sutton, uh, who's no sure. longer a, a member of the of the Chiefs. Uh, somebody um, on Twitter uh, photoshopped uh, the Chiefs logo off of his. Uh, oh. Uh, and you guys see this? They, they just made it a red polo shirt. They, they well, they 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 made it. Uh, they turned the cheese logo into a McDonald's logo. Oh, and they you know because he has his headset on, so it looks oh. like he's taking a, a drive through order. That's... Respect your elders, yo. Oh. Yeah. So oh, everybody's like, too too oh, soon. Too so soon. yeah, they've had they've had something to talk about. They'll have free agency in the draft and all kinds of things to discuss. So if you're a fan of fourth and one, keep being a fan of fourth and one. All year long. If you're a fan of 41 Files, we're sure glad that you are. Why did I do that? <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. Now I need to see the Yeah, they want to see the pictures. Oh, we're man. glad you're a fan of 41 Files. We'll see you next week. Go Chiefs. Bye-bye.